Hey, you're now loaded up for Think Rank with David Barry, the think tank for thinking rank. If it's on your mind, it's probably on his mic. So join rank. We're all in this one together. Now here's your host, the reality of rank, the bull god himself, David Barry. Here we go. I'm David Barry, drinking from the Golden Cup. Live from Locust Grove, Oklahoma, high on top of a hill, broadcasting, as my dad would say, out of the Monster Bull Mansion. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, how's everybody doing tonight? It's an outstanding night. It's been an outstanding day, and it's been an outstanding week so far. They call this um, Hump Day. Which used to, when I was single, used to be my favorite day because it was ladies' night somewhere at the bar. So, anyway. Holly, you doing okay? How, how's Broke Arm done? Broke Arm has at least three more weeks before she's released and you're off stall duty. So, all right. So, let's just stop right here real quick and get something uh, clear. A normal arm break takes six weeks. We're past that now. Are you jacking with me and you're just wearing that thing on your arm for shits and giggles watching me clean stalls now? No, it's Tell not, me the truth. It's possible I may have used a little too much in the progress process here. So Use what? My arm. And that's why it's not healing as fast as it should have. Right. Well, you do know if you go to surgery or if this thing costs me more money, you're going to be... Uh, picking up cans on or on the side of the road besides my beer cans. You know what I'm saying? We need extra money to pay for surgery. All right. So we're not having surgery. All right. Hope not. So how is uh it, it, you? So it's been a while since you've been on a horse, huh? Uh, September 26th, maybe. <laughs> Give me that in days, like days, hours, minutes. Uh, what, what is today? Nine. Uh, 44 and. Uh, it's 49 days. 40, how many? 40, 49 days. 49 days, 6 hours, and 32 minutes. <laughs> right? Ain't that how you are? You make your, well, not only you're living off of a horse, but you, your happiness comes off of a horse. I'm a byproduct of your happiness. I know where your true happiness comes from. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> it's all good, babe. It's all good. I do appreciate you cleaning stalls. Hey. Getting pretty good at it. I used to clean stalls when I graduated out of high school. I landed at a horse ranch in Sulphur, Oklahoma. They call the Wells Hill Ranch. And uh, that's where I learned how to uh, not only clean stalls, but um, how to haul alfalfa hay and stack it, load it and stack it. Good times. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it really helped me become a a, 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 a the person that I am today and the bull rider that I was then. It was huge. Good experience. Speaking of the bull rider uh, that you were, um, someone asked, what was your rankest ride? On a bull? Yes, on a bull. Okay. You know, it was it was probably when I was a kid, uh, there was this bull called Tiger that uh, was in the junior rodeo deal, and he was unridden. And I wound up riding him, I think, three times that year. And each time he got better, and each time I got better. It was crazy. But uh, the, the last time I rode him, he got it. I had to ride him to win the thing or something like that. 
but uh, I wasn't worried about having to win. It was me and him. I started crying after I wrote him. I was that emotional that, you know, it's not that I thought I couldn't because I'd done wrote him two, two other times, but I was the only one to ever write him, which is no big deal. It was the fact that, that at the end, I was just the way he balked and the way I wrote him and, and reacted to his, his bucking. When I got off, I got behind the chutes. I started crying like a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't understand. I was still learning how success works and how good feelings work. Right. And I'm an emotional person. I in, in, inject emotion into what I'm doing to make me um, better. But anyway, it was crazy. I started crying like a little motherfucker and everybody's like, fuck, dude, you just rode the bullet. Nobody's ever rode other than you rode him and you're crying. I wasn't bawling like a little, you know, like, but I was fucking, tears I, in your eyes. I had tears in my eyes. Right. So. Anyway, it meant something to you. It did. It did. And I don't even think I was old enough to drive yet, but it was cool. It was a great experience. And, uh, I was probably a better bull rider at, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16 than I was at when I won the rookie of the year shit in the PRCA. So that's what I know. Got another do question. Do you, you think part of that's, uh, just because it was so pure then? There wasn't Absolutely. Any- there was no outside sources at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm still wearing my horseshoeing chaps, my Walmart cowboy hat, and uh that looked like I hit a fucking pheasant on the way hanging my head out the window. I had feathers all in the front of it. I had a hat. You know, I don't know if y'all, some of y'all, surely y'all do. The hat pins. Holly, you probably had some of them. Oh, the yeah. hat pins that went in your cowboy hat, right? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people have patches now, you had pins. No doubt. And so I had that all on. The first few bulls I got on, I was in short sleeves because I didn't know there was a cowboy dress code. And then I really don't even know if I had long sleeve shirts, but I wore, I had bell bottom jeans on. I had my leather boots on that I could kill a roach in a corner of a, of a house. And it had leather stitching on the front. It was cooler and shit. And I had this leather, uh, buckle that was buck stitched with a Hereford head on it. And to this day, I wish I still had that buckle. You know what I'm saying? I would wear it everywhere I went. You know what I'm saying? If you could see it, you know, I might have to hang it around my neck, but I used to, you know what I'm saying? But it, it was just cool. You know what I'm saying? I had no fucking clue what the hell I was doing, what was going on. My dad pulled my rope once, my rope broke. Guy loans me another rope, it breaks. But I never let it, never let, I never knew that there was a, not a code, but a, I was just having fun. I mean, I just, I was just so, I just, I really enjoyed that rush of nodding my head and riding this bull. I never had, I never looked at the competition. I never thought, okay, I'm second in the standings or first in the standings. I never looked at that because that was irrelevant to me. Buckles and winning, that stuff was irrelevant to me. I craved the draw. I was just so um, up for that. It was just something that I... And and then I never had the negative thoughts. I never had the negative nothing. I, I I didn't know how to have one. You know what I'm saying? I was just so that pure, so green, so wet behind the ears. And if and, and however old I am now, at 54, I still would crave that moment in life because that was when I was the most powerful. When I when I felt like I could just nod my head and it was just gonna I was just gonna win. And when I say win, not beat everybody, I'm going to ride my bull. It was the coolest fucking thing to look forward to, man versus beast. 
there wasn't no courage versus rage back then. It was just man versus beast, you know, or man versus kid, right? Or, or not man versus kid. Kid versus uh, beast. Yeah. It was cool. And I, I grew up on a lot of future, uh, great bucking bulls. That, that's where I learned a lot about how to develop a young bull into something. And it's also how I learned how to develop bull riders into something. But the bulls I were getting on were learning to buck as I was learning to ride. And the better they got, the better I got. It was just a cool matchup, a cool time in life. The 80s, uh, big hair. Hell yeah. It was just good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Loved it. It's a shame a guy can't go back other than his memories. You know, I always say leave the past behind. Leave the negative past behind. The good past relive it and and i can as we're sitting here talking i'm i don't have goosebumps but i can feel something trying to you know you know i can feel it wanting to be you know just talking about that time and when i was a little kid and, great uh, question thank you yeah no doubt Thanks, am i rat am i rambling no go ahead oh what else you got to say jesse king said there's so many good good bulls and good times back in the 80s he remembers snoopy and crooked nose and he loved riding at the ranch yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, but I, I mean, probably my funnest times and, and honestly, probably some of my most funnest time. I mean, even like Matt Austin, world champion, badass Matt Austin asked me one time, he said, what was your greatest bull ride? And I told him, I think it was when I was like 15 years old, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, honestly, cause I had no fucking clue what I was doing. But I just, I just knew to stay on this motherfucker, you know? And, and when I got in a PRCA, I had 10 fucking different people telling me how to stay on. Well, fuck I already knew how to stay on or I wouldn't be in the PRCA. And let alone you wouldn't be giving me the fucking time of day, right? But everybody wanted to give me some advice or, or not advice, but put their two cents in and, and, uh, bless their hearts. They, they were, uh, well meaning, but well meaning, but they mind fuck me. So anywho, but. Young Dave, fuck around, get you some of that. So it's not Young Dave no more. I remember when Tuff used to call me Young Dave, and he didn't <laughs> call me Young Dave like that. He called me Young Dave differently, but anyway. So, so anywho, so into topic uh, of tonight. Do I look nervous, Ollie? No. Is my voice quivering like I'm nervous? Nope. You seem like you're doing pretty well. Okay, good. So I wanted to talk tonight about a couple of different things. And one of the things I, I heard earlier in the week was what I thought was really fucking powerful. And, and it kind of, it kind of goes back to our goal setting, our target. You know, I think a year ago I was talking about hitting your target, which is a goal. You know, a target is the bullseye and then the rings around it. Right. So, so target slash goal. And I heard something earlier in the week that really kind of just made me step up and and, and uh, acknowledge it. It was that it, it just like resonated with me with with a lot of things. To to even today, momentarily, daily, I have to re re uh, watch what I say or how I think it. A lot of people want to state their goals or targets in a negative form. And, and they don't realize what they're doing because it's habitual. It's, it's like we talked last week in paradigms. It, it, it it's in a, it's in there. It's a habit. It's a paradigm. We, we, so we state this negative saying things like, I hope 
I don't fail. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be unhappy. I hope it don't rain tonight because I'm putting on this bull riding event that has 30,000 invested. I'm taking this load of bulls to this bull riding. Oh, I hope my tires don't blow out. Holly taking barrel horses to the, to the rodeo or something. And it's like, I hope my truck don't break down. I hope my horse don't stumble around a barrel. I hope the arena dirt's good. I hope it's not muddy. Right. And so what happens there is, and, and, and so when I talk about setting your goals and shit, so you're, you're, uh, that's not so much as a goal as much as we're telling ourselves what we hope doesn't happen, right? And I used to do this all the freaking time, guys, when I was, especially when I was putting on bull ridings. And you can ask anybody back in the day when I was doing events anywhere. And I would have at least 30,000 involved to 100,000 invested. And, and, and every time I would, if I was inside, I'd be hoping it ain't going to snow. So well, everyone can get there, yep. Right? Or if I was outside, I'd be like, man, I hope it don't rain. Right? What the fuck did it do every freaking time almost? You're right? It rained. There's still people to this day that claims that in the drought, like the drought we've had, I should have put on a bull riding. It would have rained. Right? That I was a rainmaker. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's how powerful your thoughts are, your energy that you push out there. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure I made it fucking rain. I've watched clouds go over. I've watched storms just head to my direction, right? They were headed this other direction until they saw me, right? And the arena lights on, and then it fucking started coming this way. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I mean, y'all have no idea how much money I have lost, because of a rainstorm that just stood it was like you ever seen that uh what's it charlie brown and that one character he walks <laughs> around with a fucking or wait, li- no, uh pig pen pig pen and the, and the rain cloud just over him raining that's what it was like at at, at one of, at one of my events you know i had so much money invested and all it did was want to rain it wasn't raining 10 miles that way it wasn't raining 10 miles that way north south east west but right here over the arena or the fairgrounds, it fucking rained all day. Your subconscious sent a message. No doubt, no doubt. So, so I, I started like, okay. So like, even like with coach practice, you know what I'm saying? Early on when I was doing coach practice schools, whatever, you'd book them deals or we'd book them deals. And I'd be like, that's awesome. I just hope it don't rain that weekend. It fucking rained. You know what I'm saying? What I learned is one, to quit thinking negative and saying the negative shit, right? But more than anything, I started understanding how to, how to not think, but how to think. But I started understanding to get along with whatever, right? That, that maybe I brought it, maybe Mother Nature brought it, whatever, but I started getting along with it. But what I just want to say with, with all that is, you know, even to this day, I still, uh, because I've had so many flat tires over the years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you, if you're in, if you, you guys, everybody's got to under, understand. I used to look like a NASCAR fucking pit crew going down the road hauling bulls because I knew we was going, we started with used tires, used out tires. 
and so and and it was nothing to take a, a 32 foot gooseneck with six tire or tw- uh yeah six tires and ne- and have six spares with me <laughs> i shit you not right and so even to this day when we take off and and uh we're in the semi right and it's got 18 fucking wheels or 18 tires right and i'm just thinking fuck don't blow out you know and they're all good. They're all fucking good. But I'm just so used to driving down the road here and just boom, you know, like fuck, fuck, you know. And then it's just so anyway. Um, I always was always late going where I was going back then because I never factored in that I was going to blow a tire out. But I always knew I was going to blow a tire out because I always thought I was going to blow a tire out. And and like attracts like that energy. But anyway, so so what I so what I'm saying is our subconscious. It can't, it can't really, it's not, it don't have the ability to comprehend anything in its negative form, right? And so my subconscious, by saying things in their negative form, you're literally just telling your subconscious to focus on the things that you're, that you're saying that you don't want, right? And so what I'm talking about there, I'm talking about weather and blowing out tires. I'm talking about this part, what I'm talking about is winning. I don't want to get bucked off. Well, you, your, your subconscious doesn't understand that you don't. It is heard, I don't want to get bucked off. But it kicks the don't out, huh? It kicks the don't out because your subconscious can't comprehend in its negative form. And don't is in its negative form. You see what I'm saying, Holly? So, so basically what it, what it heard was that... You want to get bucked off. Right. It, it, it felt that. Right. Well, there's a good question on that here. Glenn Cooper says, uh, David, was there any bull that you knew you could ride, but every time you drew him, he still got in your head? And which one was it if there was one? Oh, man. You know, I, I, you know, there was a time when I was a young guy, none of them got in my head. When I, uh, filmed my permit, when I was on my permit in a PRCA, none of them got in my head. It was not until, 89 that things the bull started getting in my head i don't know if there's any particular bull you know we talked i mean i think i put it on facebook that one time i don't know if i've talked about it in podcasts where i went to the dodge circuit finals in pocatello idaho is we have we talked about mm-hmm. that i mean that was one bull and it wasn't that I, he, he he was well he was obviously he was in my head but it was a 500 dollars entry fee i'm driving from locust grove oklahoma to pocatello idaho he was the one bull that I just, that I knew would be there. And he's a practice bull now to me. But then he wasn't, and fuck, I, I drawed him. And I drawed him only because I fucking just thought for. You kept saying, I don't want to draw him. No. Yeah. With all your mind I was thinking that. You're sending out energy. Mm-hmm. But, but I've never, I've never let a bull get in my head, one particular bull. I, I just, and, and because here's, here, here was where I was at with things was when I was young and I didn't know a whole lot. And to this day, people will say, dumb it down. I understand that. Dumb it down. Quit thinking so much, right? Dumb it down. Don't know. You're better off not knowing. So like when I was rodeoing with Cody Custer, we would, we would enter these rodeos. He would never call back to Procom to see what we drawed. You know what I'm saying? And, and so it was better for us not to know, right? We're going, we're entered, we get there. You're not overthinking it. No. Now if we entered a couple rodeos that day or two or three, then we had to call and see where the best ones were. But 
uh, or draws that we had or better, you know, but, but our subconscious doesn't have the ability to comprehend the, in a negative form. So when I say, Glenn, he, boy, I hope I don't draw that calf that's got pink on this, on this side or, or man, I hope this cat, you know, I hope I, hope I don't draw that calf that just hauls ass, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to draw him. It just, you know, because when you say I don't, your, your subconscious doesn't resonate that, but it, but your subconscious sends out the vibration. I almost wanted to talk more about vibration tonight and I didn't, but to tag, to tie this in, it would have been better for you guys, but you are what you attract or not. You are what you are is you're attracting the same. Right. And so we're, we're, we're humans of vibration, right? Beacons of, 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 of vibrating it out there and receiving it. And, and it's so true. It's so after when I was 18, when I was in my mid twenties, you couldn't have sold this shit to me. I mean, and I was reading psycho cybernetics and still couldn't understand that fucking book. I knew there was something to it, positive thinking. But I just, I was just too young, dumb, and just thought I could do it myself, right? Until I started, until I really failed. And I, and I would put myself on this lifelong journey of wanting to know why did I win? Why did I lose? That I started understanding a lot. Mechanics, my bull riding mechanics had something to do with it, obviously. At the highest level, which at my highest level is the PRCA because there wasn't nothing else then. But I didn't understand that my thought process was was what was jacking with me. I, I mean, I, I, I really did not. And now it scares me to think about my thought process because I remember my rookie year, I uh, I had never flown on an airplane I had Mr. T, which is Buck and Bull of the Year, never been road drawn in El Paso. But we had to go to another rodeo that day in Arizona and then fly to El Paso. But we had to fly to this rodeo in Arizona. I had never flew before. And Tuff had pretty much instilled in me that I was going to die. That, <laughs> that I was, you know, that we was eating dinner one night and he told me to eat really well because it could be my last good one. I mean, anyway, trying to, you know, tell me about Mr. T. I was more scared of fucking flying than I was a Mr. T. We get on this airplane and I'm sitting there thinking like every bad fucking scenario I can. I look over at Tough. He's chewing gum reading a magazine. Anyway, the plane kind of starts, you know, what I understand now is taxiing off, you know, to the run. I thought we was taking off. I thought, fuck, this ain't no big deal. I mean, we just kind of. And then all of a sudden, this fucking pilot hawks it in this motherfucker, and boom, we go. I'm like, holy fuck, you know? And and the and the ground just got farther away. (laughs) So so I quit looking out the fucking window, right? I don't want to see it. I don't want to know. So I I kept thinking all these negative things. It's a wonder I didn't crash the fucking plane with my negative fucking thoughts, right? There's another story that goes with that story, but I won't talk about it right now. But anyway, what I'm saying is, guys, is a lot of times we have this direction that we want, like, like, so the NFR's fixing to happen, the IFR's coming up in January, and we're, we're, we're looking at these finals, uh, the WSPBR finals are coming up, and what you don't want to do is 
is sit there and be like, man, I hope I, I don't fall off. I hope I have a good finals. I need a good finals. I, you're, you know what I'm saying? You're telling your, don't let me mess up. Don't yeah. let me mess this thing up. I've got the best bull draw. I've got 10 rounds to go. I mean, you can, you can, you're, with what you're saying or thinking, your subconscious is going to react to that. You're, you're just basically telling your subconscious, this is what I want, but this ain't what you want. It, it, your, it, your subconscious is so powerful. If I said, Holly, you know, don't think of me standing here with a naked girl. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're going to picture me and a naked girl, right? I may not think about it after that, but that's the first thing that I'm going to think saying? about it to not think about it. Cause we are, 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 it, it, it just, it's crazy how this works. And so basically going back to, when I talk about setting your goals and setting your target, you have to, you have to change your, your, uh, vocabulary, uh, how you're going, you know what I'm saying? And you can't sit there and say, I hope the ring ain't muddy. I hope I don't draw that bad calf that just runs or ducks or nobody can rope or he kicks that. There we go. You know that he kicks, you know what I'm saying? He don't take the tie, right? That's what you're going to draw. So we have to, we, because we have to say, if we do draw that calf, we have to tell ourselves, now we got us a game. And that tells your subconscious, I got this. You know what I'm saying? You have to re, reprogram, not reprogram, but react to that. And I do it all the time. Now we got us a game. When, when, when stuff shows itself that I didn't really want it to show itself, all I'm going to say is, now we got us a game. Why? Because I'm a fighter. Right? You know what I'm saying? I ain't giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm going to fight through the night. And, and, and so that's where, uh, we, but I don't have to fight through the night if I watch how I say things and think of things. I know one thing I've learned in the last year or so, uh, is to be, you think about the things that you would be grateful for, you know, after they happen, things you'd be grateful for and just, I just tell God thanks in advance for what you're about to do for me. Instead of thinking the negative, I just say thanks in advance for what's about to happen. You know, Holly, that so so as I walk up here to the mansion to do a podcast, right? I'm not nervous. I'm I'm good, right? But I used to not be. I used to be nervous as shit. My my voice would stutter. That's good because I still am. But you know where I? You know what I'm doing when I'm walking up here? What? I'm giving thanks. There you go. That I have this opportunity. I may fall flat on my face, right? I may get bucked off in this podcast. I may just fall flat on my face. That's up to me. But I'm so thankful I have this opportunity, right? And so with this opportunity, I can't fail. Even though I may personally say, man, you failed on that one. I didn't fail because I was there trying. I showed up trying. So, so to my standard, maybe it wasn't as good as the others or something else, but that's to my standard. When you, when, if I was writing songs for a record, there's going to be a hit song, there's going to be a good song after that, and then it's going to fall from there. You know what I'm saying? You can't hit a home run every time you come up to plate, but you got to go to bat every time. And as you go to bat, you've got to be thankful for the opportunity and that you know, even 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 if it doesn't go your way there's bigger things
there's more. And you can't put so much stock in this one thing that if it doesn't go your way, you feel like you failed, you know, because you don't. Well, don't you think it kind of the way you're saying it, it's kind of like being grateful in advance almost just eliminates any possibility of being negative. No, it helps. It helps. You know what I'm saying? I mean, honest, honestly, um, it helps a lot. I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think very many successful people can go, can be that successful by themselves. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't. So, but anyway, so, so, you know, so lose the negative, lose the negative talk, lose the negative because your subconscious is listening. It's there, you know, and it's going to, it, it's the one that takes and, 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 the subconscious is the one that takes what you say, feel, and think and does something with it. So it the vibration, it sends it out there, and it's going to grab and bring it back to you. But the other, the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about with that is because um, it, it, it's kind of like there's two ways of getting closer to your goals. One is lose a negative. We just talked about that. Two is find a better reason. And, 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 and so that's brand new to you guys. What I'm saying right there. Y'all have heard me talk about this other stuff and there's way more to breaking it down, but you haven't find me, heard me say, find better reasons. Reasons are statements made even to facts. They explain why something is the way it is or why someone does think, say, or behaves. Reasons. It's kind of like an explanation or an excuse if you. There you go. Reasons are basically a reason is an attempt to explain something or justify it. You know what I'm saying? Events, decisions, conduct, behavior, activities, whatever. So, so I love the fact of having reasons and it's something that gets left out in a lot of conversation, a lot of positive memes, a lot of positive talk, a lot of positive stuff. And it's the first time I've talked about it because I'm just now learning it about it. Although it's lived in me, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know its name until I started studying. I think I found this is, is basically if you have enough reasons, greatness awaits you. Success awaits you if you have enough reasons. Reasons will change your life, good or bad. So Holly is, is like when I talk about reasons, when I talk about it to you, when I said something to you about it, it's like what what's your reason – to get out of bed and go ride them horses. What's your reason uh, to, to, to make them horses better? What's your reason? How do you define that? How do you how do you explain that? For me, I broke my arm at the end of September. I haven't been on a horse since then. And I wasn't, I was thinking about this today. I wasn't burnt out, but I was, I don't know if the word's plateaued. I was just on a level. My horse that I'm running was doing pretty well. But I wasn't getting the extra out of it. And so first while I'm off, I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting so much done. Otherwise, that this is not a bad thing. And it isn't a bad thing. There's a reason for everything. But the last few weeks, I've been craving getting back on. 
I, I've been craving. I mean, I'm, I'm driving home today thinking maybe I should just get David to saddle horse for me and I can just go ride, which is not a smart thing to do right now because it's touch and go on my arm. But your reason is it just, it's, for me, it's powerful. It's emotional. It's ingrained. It's, it's like language. It's native to me. It right. is English. You know, it's, it's part of who I am. Cajun. Cajun. It's part of who I am. Yep. Right. Right. So, so I, I look at things and I, and I, but, and again, it, it's, 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 it's something I just un- realized its name, but it's called reasons. And, and, and we, you know, you and I have, and I say you and I, I'm, I'm looking at the camera, you and I, you and everybody that's watching are going to listen to this on Spotify and Apple podcasts and Monsterable later on. But right now we have everything we need to succeed. All the tools we need to succeed. What we lack are reasons to succeed. Put that in your pipe and smoke it a little bit. You and I, you and everybody here, we all have um, everything we need to win, to be successful at whatever it is we choose. All we lack is the reason reasons a reason to make it real to make it real make it happen does everybody understand that sort of because again i'm just now learning this and it fucking hit me uh hard and that's why i wanted to talk about it tonight and i don't have to be an expert about what i'm talking about because i am an untrained professional (laughs) but what i am saying is i've experienced this i understand what reasons are i just didn't know that's what they called it and it has never been brought up in any of the conversations I've ever had. And so I look at around and I'm like, we all have all of the ability, all the knowledge, all what we need to be successful. All we need is, is, is just that, that those reasons. And that's what we're lacking. If we're not there, if we're not moving forward, if we're not getting closer to our goals, if we're not getting any closer to our goals, if we're not getting any closer to our target, it's because we lack reasons to get there, to, to, to get closer, to dial in, right? We can, we can listen to our subconscious or let our sub, not listen to our subconscious, let our subconscious rule our life, which it will. It is. It does, right? Through paradigms, through, through habits. And how we change that is how we talk to ourselves, lose the negative, lose the negative talk, lose negative thought. Change the paradigm. Even when you when you say it in a negative way, just kick yourself and just say, "Hey, you know what? Let me rephrase that." Even if you're just talking to yourself, while I you're have having, to do it all the time. Yeah, let me rephrase. I, that. I'm not a computer. I'm not a robot, and I'm a God fearing, born. God created me. My mom and dad with, with through my mom and dad. I'm human. I know there's a lot of people think I'm a freak of nature and shit like that. But listen, I'm not. I'm human. I'm just like you guys. I have to clip my fingernails just like you do. I have to comb my hair. Well, some of y'all don't have no hair to comb, but I comb my hair like a lot of young people, let's just say. We all have plenty of everything that we need to be successful. What we lack 
is our reasons to be successful. Okay? So what, what motivates you? No doubt, absolutely. And and so you know reasons come first, answers come after that. They come second to that. Your reason has to come first. You don't get the answers until you get the reasons down. Then when you get the reasons down, the answers of how to get there, how to win, will show itself. But it ain't the answers don't show itself before the reason. The reasons show themselves first, and your answers will come behind that. And it, this, okay, here's the path. Here's our direction. Here's the plan. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have a reason. It's like when I here's an example. When I was in junior high, I think. We didn't have many people in our high school, and so the girls' basketball team. Back was when small. it was black and white, still. Yeah, well, TV. Yeah, we didn't have. Yeah. Anyway, um, I got the coach asked me in seventh grade to start practicing with the high school, and anyway, the girls' team went to state while he coached that year. The high school girls. I was in seventh grade. I wasn't allowed to play, but I could practice with them. They, needed, they didn't even have enough people to practice whole team. Anyway, he was sitting me in his office and say, you know. You could be this, you could be this, you could be that in basketball. And I I knew that I probably could do pretty well in basketball, but I had no reason to. I had a reason and a passion and a desire to ride. Right. And, and you can have all the everything in your way and be stating it positive. No if doubt. you don't have a reason to succeed at it, it's going to be a job. Listen, it, I, I look at it when I was a kid growing up, and I know there's – I know this – anyway – when I was a kid growing up, I had to choose playing football or not. When I was a kid growing up, I had to choose whether I was going to play baseball or not. I was on the teams. The coaches made me choose, which I call bullshit. Not on the fact that they made me choose, but why would you want somebody like me on your team playing that don't have a good reason to be there playing? You think I'm going to play my heart out? You know? So why would you even want me on your team? But you're going to tell me. Because because you want me on your team, but if I don't have a good enough reason to be on your team, you think I'm going to play my heart out? My heart was in riding bulls. That's where my reasons was I'm fucking going to be a bull rider. My reasons were, were more than just being a football player, baseball player. You know what I, I think so cool about that age, too, is... And then maybe it's that way now, maybe it isn't, but your reasons are so pure when you're younger. All you want to do is ride the bull. It's not points. It's not your end. You just want to ride the bull. I just wanted a rope. I just wanted to run barrels. I just wanted to go fast. I just wanted to tie goats. I didn't, I mean, winning was, yes, you wanted to win, but that was so secondary to why you did anything. You just wanted to do it. One of my favorite baseball teams is the Boston Red Sox. And when they finally won the World Series, they had such a bunch of just, they had the great chemistry of guys that were some had long hair, beards, must. I mean, uh, Jim Gorton, if he's listening, he could tell me more. He, he's, he's a baseball follower too, but the, the Boston Red Sox team that won the World Series, the, the, they, they were not goofballs. They were just having a ball playing baseball. Love of the game. Love of the game. Love you know what I'm game. saying? And, and to me, that's what it is. Your reason is the love of the game. Your reason is the the matchup between you and that bull or you and whatever's in front of you. The competition is not against other people 
or other status or anything else. The competition's you and what's in front of you. What's the challenge here? The reason why I nodded my head on them bucking shoots to open the gate, my reason why was to see who was the best. You were the bull. Me or the bull. That was my reason. And that just drove me fucking that. It was better than sex. I mean, just better than sex. Even if I didn't win, even if he beat me that time, it was so much that I had a reason to try again. I had a reason to get better because I loved that feeling. This ain't happening again. Right? So I had the reason and and the plan, the answers showed itself after. It was just, it was so badass. To me, money's not a reason. It's a consequence. It's the swag of your reason, but it's not a reason. Mm. Competition for me. I mean, I, yes, no doubt. you won't want to win money, but that's secondary. I think there's people in this that's world secondary. that their reason is for money. I mean, they have to make money to support their family. Oh, there's no, a I, reason. I understand why are that. You, why, are you, why are you here taking this job? Well, I, I need to make money to support my family. There Reasons come in different shapes, forms, and fashions. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about winning and competing reasons. Right. But there's other people that's listening here uh, that ain't competing, including myself. I'm not competing no more. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm in the business, but I love the business. So for me to say, Holly, I'm going to get up and go to work, it ain't work. You know what I'm saying? It ain't work. I love what I'm doing. I have, well, why are you here so so early, David? That The reason is because I love what I'm doing. Why are you here so late, David? The reason is because I love what I'm doing. I have a reason to be here. I have a reason to put out the effort. I have a reason why. I have an answer to why. That's my reason. But what I think what happens with us is that we have all the tools, all the mechanics, all everything in our, in our, in our gear bag or toolbox or bank account. But what we lack is the reasons to, to move forward, to win more, to go again. To do more. The reasons. I think, it, again, it goes back to, I could tie this into another conversation of, why do some guys just win one go buckle? Because they don't have a reason to win two of them. They only had a reason to win one. They didn't have a reason to win two. So, so I want, I, you know, I challenge you guys to study this with me. And as I talk about reasons, find those things out there, that's that's vibrating that out there. The subconscious does not know the difference. But you've got to have a reason of why you're even doing this before our subconscious can even react, get, get involved in this yet. You know what I'm saying? So I, I probably come at this backwards. I should have probably talked about reasons first and then a subconscious because we got to have a reason. Once we have a reason... Then the answer will show. Once the answer shows, because that's the plan, it's going to, sh- it's going to start showing us what we need, where our weakness is, what we got to do, you know, to, to, to recognize this reason. Now we got to start talking about, okay, well, so our mind's going to get involved now. And that's our subconscious. Cause our conscious mind is on the side of the answer. Our subconscious mind just sitting there waiting. It's, it, it's just, it's, it's like a fucking cow dog waiting to get sicked on a, on a cow or a bull. You know what I'm saying? And when it does, it's going. 
and you hope you've trained it enough to say that's enough. And that's what we're, that's what I'm talking about in Think Rank podcast is how to sick our subconscious on what we want, our target, our goal. And then when it's, when our subconscious tries to go off of somewhere else, it's because of something it's heard. We've implanted it, but we have to be able to put reins on it and say, whoa, enough. That's enough and change the conversation. We have to have a reason why we want to do this. It ain't just because. We can't be lucky. Shit don't happen just because. We have to have a reason. And, and that reason is, is, is deep. You live to it. You live for it. I have a reason to do this. I have a reason why I'm doing this. I mean, like if you're going to the NFR, your reason, you want to make the NFR, but I think part of you is still that little kid in you that says, I want to be there because that's where the best bulls are and the best guys are, and I get to try to ride the best bulls. No doubt. I get to try to compete against the best horses. Be that kid. Yeah. Be Be that kid. kid. Listen to me. I do some, some big shit, and I'm still a kid doing it. You know That's where all there's it's so much enthusiasm and yes. it's real. Right. Well, you gotta get emotionally charged for a lot of things to start activating. When I when I go into doing stuff, I go in at the young David of it, not the experienced, hey, look at me, David. I go in at the young, naive David, knowing what the hell I'm doing, but I go in as the young David and and emotionally charged and, and just tickled fucking to death. That I have this opportunity and thank God every day, uh, if not 25 times a day, thank you, of just seeing a tree change colors, <laughs> you know. But we have to put in some hard work, guys, and the hard work is what we love to do. We have to put in that work with what we want, okay? You can, you can go working hard, but it has to be what you want it you're wanting life. And when I say working hard, if, if you, if you, if you're doing something that you love, then, then there's, it's not work. Your reasons are different. Your reasons are different. There's joy in it. There's joy in it. There's pride in it. You know, there's happiness in it. There's peace in it. There's peace of mind in it. You know what I'm saying? So if we're going to work hard, let's work it hard. At, at our reasons why we're doing this. Let's work hard at telling our subconscious, shut the fuck up. This is what I want. This is, th- I don't want this. No, you tell your subconscious, this is what I want. I've, once I learned how to change my thoughts, once I learned how to change my self-talk, my life started changing. The thing, the energy around me, the, the, the it was just Stupid crazy. And the people that are around me, things happen for them too. It's just crazy how this works. It's so real, it's so pure, and it's so truthful. And I wish it's something that I knew back then, but I didn't. And now I do. And now I pass on what I learn and just like reasons. I've always had those reasons. I just didn't know its name. Now I do. And so that's where we're at, guys. So, and girls, think rank. And it's okay. 
to think rank. It's okay to win. It's okay because when we win, we're not beating people. We're winning the competition within ourself. With, within ourself. There may be a scoreboard out there. You know what I'm saying? There may be a whatever keeping, keeping track. But at the end of the day, all that really matters is you and it. And whatever the it is, you got to have a reason to beat it. And once you do that, which it has to be the reason within yourself. Why? Why do you want to do this? Find a reason why. You may have all the build in the world, but if you don't have no good reason why you're doing this, you're not going to be successful at this. And it could be money driven. I love money. I love money. I heard something the other day just fucking just was badass. It says, it's like, it's like, uh, money goes where it's invited, which I'm all the time inviting money into my life, right? Ain't we all? But money stays where it's welcome. So when money comes my way, I make sure it's all nice and, and straight and, and the, you know, lined up perfectly and because I want my money to know it's welcome in my wallet, in my bank account. Because money goes where it's invited. I'm inviting money. Hear that subconscious? Wake up. I'm inviting money. And it's going to stay with me because it's welcome with me because I'm going to take care of it. I love that stuff. Anyway. So that's where we're at, guys. Um, as I, as I say, there's two ways to get closer to your goal target. Lose the negative and find better reasons. Lose the negative and find better reasons. And if you can't find a better reason for what you're doing, maybe you need to change what you're doing. So that you, you know what I'm saying? It's a wake up call. Wake up call, think rank podcast. Okay. I'm doing what I love to do. It's not work. It's not hard work. I'm active. I won't call what I do work. I'm active. I'm actively pursuing greatness better. Well, I got to get up and go to work. Sucks to be you. Cause I gotta get up and be active. I gotta get up and just be David Barry. Now, in, that includes a shitload of stuff. But it ain't work. And it damn sure ain't hard work. Riding them bulls that, that wanted to buck me off that's never been rode. Wasn't hard work. I loved every fucking jump. Every twist and turn. I loved it. It wasn't hard work. And if I could go back and capture that and bottle it up. Boom. Move over, Elon fucking Musk. You know what I'm saying? We're winners. We're fucking winners. All of us are winners. We were, we're, we're, we're winners. We just gotta find the reasons what we want. The reasons. They won't lie to you. You can't fake a reason. Oh, I guess you could, but it's not pure and you're not going to be successful. I don't, I've never met nobody in my life that didn't want to be successful. They may not be want 
to do what I do or what this guy does or that girl does. Maybe their definition is being a, is a, a hell of a, uh, housewife taking care of the home. There's the reason. I, you know what I'm saying? Be good at what the fuck you do. But have a reason why. Cause that's what's going to make you good. There's the, the reason comes, the answers come later with that. The subconscious mind is listening. It's just waiting for you to say, go. Watch what you say. Boy, I hope I don't burn that. Boy, I hope, how many times y'all ever say, boy, I hope I don't forget my phone or, boy, I, I don't, I'm going to set my keys here. Don't let me forget them. And what do you do? You forget them. Because your subconscious heard it. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Maybe make a list of all the things that are, that are negative words that you don't even realize you say. That's exa- That's a good exercise right now. Write down the shit that you don't. That, that, that it, don't. Yes. You know? Don't, isn't, won't, can't. No. Hope. No doubt. I mean, hope's not a bad thing, but it's wishing. I never went to a rodeo. I never went to a rodeo hoping I won, hoping I rode my bull. I never, ever. And when I, no, I say that. And at the end of my career, I started hoping and wondering if. And that's when I, it's not sustainable. All right, guys, I'm David Berry, drinking from the Golden Cup, high on top of a hill out of the Monster Bull Mansion. In Locust Grove, Oklahoma, you're listening to Think Rank. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and my website, which is my website is being redone behind the scenes as we speak. It will be done in a week or so, hopefully. And as that happens, I'm going to launch it, and you're going to be like, holy hell. Now we got us a game. So, guys, thank you all for listening to me. Till next Wednesday evening, I love you guys. Think Rank. Peace out. Find your reason.